The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com. You're listening to Bloomberg Law. I'm June Grosso in New York with Greg Store in Washington, D.C. The first of President-elect Donald Trump's cabinet nominees to get a hearing is someone known to all the senators. Alabama Senator Jeff Sessions, known as being one of the most conservative members. The 70-year-old Sessions appeared before the Judiciary Committee today, the same committee that rejected his bid for a federal judgeship in 1986 because of allegations of racist comments. A case at the time in which Sessions prosecuted three African-American civil rights activists accusing them of voter fraud is said to be one reason he failed. Sessions told Democratic Senator Dianne Feinstein today that that caricature of him in 1986 was not correct. And I do hope this hearing today will show that I conducted myself honorably and properly at that time and that I am the same person uh, perhaps wiser and maybe a little better, I hope so, today than I was then. But I did not harbor the kind of animosities and race-based discrimination ideas that were uh, I was accused of. I did not. Our guests are Christine Kippens, Director of Constitutional Messaging at the Constitutional Accountability Center, and Victoria Tunsing, an attorney at DeGenova and Tunsing. Christine, Sessions was asked about his views on civil rights, women's rights, Muslims being barred from entering the country. Did he try to walk back his voting record or positions in any of those areas? Well, he definitely has a long public record of hostility to the Constitution's protections of liberty and equality for all, uh, particularly in relation to people of color, women, immigrants, voting rights, LGBTQ rights, and equal access to education, which makes him unfit to serve as the chief enforcer of our nation's civil rights laws. You can see he tried to rewrite uh, his civil rights past when he was in conversation with Senator Franken, and uh, the the senator did not did not buy it. Uh, the Department of Justice has a uh, extremely important responsibility in defending our country's civil rights, and Sessions today proved that he has done nothing uh, in his record that would suggest that he would enforce these laws effectively, as is required by our attorney general. Victoria, there there are a number of controversial comments that, that Senator Sessions is alleged to have made. Um, I'm not going to go into all of them, but let me just mention a couple of them. Uh, and these were all before he was nominated to the judiciary. Um, he uh, allegedly said to a white civil rights lawyer that he was a descri- – or described a white civil rights lawyer as being a disgrace to his race. Um, That's incorrect. Do we, do we want to start? I mean, these things are it's, – it's so appalling. This good and decent man was was well. Well, well uh, can, can, uh, Victoria, can I finish my question? Ago. Victoria, let me finish my question, please. Um, he he said at, at his first confirmation hearing back when he was nominated to be a judge. I think he acknowledged that he he actually did say that, right? He said, "I don't remember saying it." He said, "Sometimes I have a loose tongue, but I certainly don't remember that." Um, and he didn't. He was not even accused of saying it. He was that somebody came in and said, "I hear this." person's a disgrace to his race and, and uh, 
Jeff Sessions evidently said something about, oh, really? He, he just didn't refute it. Well, now, these, I mean, these allegations are, are, are so obnoxious. Let's just talk about the voting fraud case that uh, was talked about at the beginning of the segment. Um, do you know who the victims were? The victims were blacks who had come to his office and begged for help because they thought that there was voter fraud going on. A grand jury had asked him to get involved. The, the, there was surveillance, and the person who was indicted was caught mailing ballots that had marks on it showing that the names of the person voted for had been changed. And blacks were saying, I didn't make those changes on my ballot. That's that case. And the Department of Justice not only sanctioned it, but wrote the indictment. And, Christine, what's your response to that? Because that's a different view, and it's a view that uh, Senator Sessions was talking about today. Right. Well, I, what I have to say to that is that it's, it's interesting that his supporters keep bringing up this one example of Senator Sessions uh, supporting a, a, uh, a possible outcome that would have positive results for uh, the black community. I, I have to say it's not enough to be not racist. Uh, what he has to do is to prove uh, that he has done something to defend the civil rights and constitutional principles of equality and fairness. These are these are deep commitments that an attorney general would have to demonstrate. Any qualified nominee must have a history of respecting substantive fundamental rights. And Jeff Sessions, with one example, that can't be a history of respecting substantive fundamental rights. His rap sheet is much longer for for ways in which he has impeded blacks from voting. Uh, he uh, has also mentioned in great length during his nomination hearing today how he supports law enforcement, which is wonderful, yet he has said absolutely nothing on the Department of Justice's responsibility to look into uh, law enforcement that may be targeting the black community. He has said that such procedures are an end round the, uh, of the Constitution. And that is, is the type of things that we need to discuss today. Not one instance from so long ago, but his 30-year-plus record of being anti-civil rights. Well, of well, not well, having- well, 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 let me ask Victoria to respond to that. And one thing in particular I want to ask you about is, Victoria, is uh, you know, he he did during the campaign express some words of support for the idea of banning Muslims from entering the country on the basis of religion. Um, are, are you are you satisfied that he is going to uh, uh, follow the Constitution in that regard? I, can I respond to Christine's please statement about one example? We're bringing out that one example because that's what he was derided for, and it was false. The context of it, which I just gave you, shows that he should not have been criticized for bringing, for bringing that case. Now, you talked about the, the, the question about the Muslims. He's never said Muslims. That was not Jeff Sessions. And what he said is that there are certain countries where there is terrorism, and the people from there should be vetted more carefully than from other countries. Uh, but but other Donald, countries. Trump said, Donald Trump said Muslims before changing his position, uh, right? Didn't we can't? 
put somebody else's words in Jeff Sessions' mouth. Yeah, but he also refused, Victoria, he also refused when the the Senate tried to pass a sense of not having uh, people not allowed into the country because of their religion. He refused to sign on to that. I have no idea what you just said. Okay. Well, you'll he, listen. He listen to the. Said, you'll listen to the uh, to the uh, testimony today, and uh, you'll hear Senator Patrick Leahy talking to him about that. I mean, you're not. You. You. Do you. Uh, do you think that he is going to embrace Muslims coming into this country? That's not. That. That's not the issue. He said that people coming from countries that have where there is terrorism, should be vetted more strongly. Hillary Clinton said the same thing. You go back and and, and Google her statement from the airport tarmac, and she said, yes, I believe in stronger vetting. That that's not a you know a controversial statement. We should vet people from countries, people coming in from Syria where they have fake documents. We should be looking at people like that more carefully. Of course, to protect the American people. But I just want to go back to the the two people who criticized Jeff Sessions in 1986, and that we're basing all this on. Both of them have been discredited. Victoria. There has been a lot, not just about Jeff Sessions, but about a lot of other Trump nominees, that these are being rushed through. They're being rushed through without the normal background checks that are done by the FBI, without some of the nominees even filling out the required forms. Why the rush? Well, as I'm sure we all know, that Senator Obama, on the day he was sworn in, had seven of his appointees already voted on by. Uh, but the they US had filled Senate. out the forms, and so is all the ones that are on, on this week. So, um, I mean, I don't understand the issue there. The ones that are up this week have filled out their forms. June, I'd like to go back to something about political philosophy. But we okay, but we don't want to go back to the same case that that was so many years ago. But you can go back to something else. This is about an overarching concept. Um, I was a prosecutor. I was a federal prosecutor for five years, and then deputy assistant AG for four. So I developed a philosophy about the criminal law. I know Christine hasn't been there, and and so it's not her background. It's, she has another wonderful background. But I have a philosophy, and that is regarding violent crimes. They should be done by carried out by the state. They should be state prosecutors, and so. I marched for the ERA. I marched for pro-choice. But when it came to the Violence for Women Act, I opposed it because I thought local prosecutors should be doing it. It does not make me a sexist, for goodness sake. Um, People can have differing views because of a basic legal philosophy, and it doesn't make them whatever ist you want to call them that day. Christine, uh, Senator Sessions has said a lot of things today that I would think would reassure you to some degree. He he said he would recuse himself from any investigation involving Hillary Clinton. He's talked about how he abhors the KKK. He has, uh, you know, pretty strongly asserted he will be independent from Donald Trump. He has said he empathizes with uh, the civil rights uh, struggles. Um, are you reassured? Is he at least saying saying the right things today? Well, I think saying things and doing things are very different. Um, 
Senator Cornyn today spoke about knowing Jeff Sessions's heart. And while that's very nice for the two of them, his heart doesn't really, you know, give us an indication as to what type of attorney general he would be. Um, now, I do want to go back to the idea of this being a rigged process for a rigged cabinet. Uh, Senator Sessions has said in the past during similar attorney general hearings that, you know, you need to present a full record so that we could understand the type of attorney general the nominee would be. And yet Sessions has not provided a full uh, record. He has not provided a questionnaire that is suitable to have a hearing, not to mention we're only having one day of hearing from Senator Sessions. He has a 30-year-plus record that we need to go through, and getting through with it in a single day is not good enough. Uh, we're only having an additional day for outside witnesses. Now, if you think back to attorney general hearings in the past, some of them have been four days long for people who have not had so public a career as Jeff Sessions. So I do believe that uh, these nominees are being rammed through Quite a few of them are coming through today and tomorrow, so we're not going to be able to give the American people a full picture of these uh, nominees' background and why they are so troubling for maintaining rule of law. Thank you both for being on Bloomberg Law. That's Christine Kippens, Director of Constitutional Messaging at the Constitutional Accountability Center, and Victoria Tunsing, an attorney at DeGenova and Tunsing. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com.